Hey everybody, it's good to see you all again. This segment is just to kind of let you guys know what is going on in this episode. So in this episode, there is a situation um, towards the end or anywhere in this episode, there is a blank. That means there's no sound coming in the episode. And you might think that is your fault. That is my fault. You can blame me, say it was my fault because that is editing problem and that's because of recording and the recording platform that I use. If that happens to be in the in the episode, if that's in it, um, what you need to do is to just disregard it. Don't worry about it. Consider it like an ad break. Consider it like a break. Consider it like we're taking a five-minute break. Consider it like that. So no freaking out. No need to worry. Make sure you guys enjoy the episode. Enjoy what's in it. And y'all have a good one. And enjoy this one. Really enjoy it and have fun. And please disregard the blanks in there because other than breaks. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And thank you guys for understanding and for your cooperation. Everybody, it's so great to be back on one of these little interviews. Right now is April 19th, which means that I don't know, it's the 19th. And it's close to Earth Day. So. Early happy Earth Day. Please be kind to your planet or it's going to be unkind to you, which, to be honest, it kind of already has. Anyway, <laughs> I'm here with Ground Control. Um, I'm super excited to interview him. He's, by the way, he's one of those people that I had to wait a while because of my crappy self, all the shitty stuff that I did before. So, um, anyway, <laughs> um, I prolonged long enough. Uh, welcome. Uh, to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we got a couple of things to dive deep into. So what I wanted to ask firstly, and you, and you made this post on the six in which you are, in which you post many sample packs. So to clarify, and I want to, I want to clarify so, are the sample packs in every post you do? Because I see like an audio piece, uh, I see like an audio um, kind of thing in every post you do. Like, the recent one also, Under Your Skin, had, had an audio like song kind of thing uh, attached to it. So, is that one of the sample packs or is that something else that you do when you post something? No, that's a, that's a good question to kind of clarify. So I do mini sample packs, uh, a lot of them being kind of guitar driven, uh, a few drums, loop stuff that I've thrown together myself, which is available on my Patreon for uh, $5 a month. You have access to all these as well as a bunch of other perks. But what is included in those and that post you're talking about on the 6th, uh, every single slide there, I think I also did like a reel too to, to showcase it. But all of those are, you know, royalty-free, recorded by myself for uh, other producers or artists who are looking to dip their toes in. I want to try to make it as accessible as possible for people who are just starting out or looking for something different in their sound. Ah, thank you so much for the clear because my initial thought was those pieces were the packs that you were talking about. So I just need a clarification on that. Of course, yeah. So for those um, you mentioned, Under Your Skin and a few other ones, um, predominantly I'm a producer and artist and I'm always working to try to do new stuff, try to experiment with different sounds. 
and post kind of like progress picks for for lack of a better term um little snapshots as to where i am in a production uh for myself or for other artists or simply working on beat tapes which are also available through uh through patreon as well as for free tagged on um soundcloud or uh, YouTube, if you want to kind of familiarize yourself with that too before the releasing options. But uh, I think it's a great way to kind of show uh, a bit of a creative style or flair to it for those who are unfamiliar. Obviously, I'm a much smaller artist uh, with, I think, only like 80 some followers. So being able to provide content in any way possible, uh, specifically through little like snippets and demos like that, I think is a great way to try to bring in new people. Definitely, definitely, for sure. And I, and I love your drive for you know always helping others, which you know I deeply praise, and I did, and I deeply, uh, really wanted to kind of highlight your your business and actually putting out these mini packs, even calling them your, uh, even calling them volume. Like I like that you call them volumes. Um, <laughs> um, and I love that you provide people with a lot of genres of experiment. And I'm trying to say the words, but you get my point. Like, you just supply them with a lot of different types of music. So that's really, really amazing. So props to that. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that, actually. Ground Control was uh, the name I came up with. Um, Obviously, it comes from, like, space travel sending out uh making sure communication is good on the ground helping others kind of shoot for the stars and when i started making music especially in college it was for other people i wanted to try to help them do stuff they want to do whether that was like starting out in like garage band helping put like some pretty basic drums over stuff i like the idea of kind of helping other people getting them to find some kind of easier way to pull that idea out of their head and onto uh, onto a DAW, onto uh, an actual song, and uh, I just kind of fell in love with the process of it. So that's where I started. That's where I got my name from. Wow. Okay. Let me just let me just say first that is a really cool name to be honest, and secondly, I'm surprised no one took it because it, it is a really awesome name. Like if you didn't take it, it probably would be like a K-pop band man name or like a rock band name. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, they had the original spelling, so I had to kind of switch it up a little bit. But yeah, I was surprised this one wasn't taken either. It's crazy, but I if anyone should have the name, like you should definitely have it. Like, I mean, I mean, I just started talking five minutes in, and I'm already extremely impressed. Like, the only thing is that you have a small following, but that will change very soon. That will change very soon. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and it will. We're on a lot of platforms, so trust me, as soon as people hear this, like, you are going to be flowing in DMs, I think. I think. <laughs> anyway, um, now, another thing that I wanted to to talk about is that you are also a college graduate which i wanted to really talk about because i don't really get to interview a lot of people that graduate from college i interview a lot of people who are in college but you actually graduated college with a bba and marketing so i definitely want to get into you know how was you know you know how was your college journey and you know actually getting a degree and all that. And what do you plan on using your degree for? 
Well, it's funny you mention that too, especially right now. Um, I live in Seattle and job markets right now are uh, pretty abysmal. Uh, I graduated in May of 2021. So this is like height of, I wouldn't say height of COVID, but the vaccines aren't like readily available. So uh, there is a lot of lockdown, a lot of, not a lot of growth for new graduates and graduating in my senior year was essentially this uh online zoom calls it was very uh the the way you learn at least myself personally was more through discussion and interaction and being there in person which i found incredibly helpful but it just didn't quite seem to translate in that virtual setting and graduating during then that last year kind of felt like it was I kind of felt like it wasn't getting what I had the, you know, the first couple of years I was in college. And then going from that to the job market, which was pretty much non-existent. I mean, I was pretty much DOA as far as any other candidates were concerned. Um, I was in this weird spot where I graduated in 2021 of that summer and things were going to get better eventually. And I wasn't really able to get that experience out of college. So the next six months or so, I would have been on the same playing field for people that graduated um, the following semester. And if things weren't better by then, it would have been the following year. And it's just, you have, a tr like, you tripled your applicant pool size. And I didn't have anything that was this, like, sustainable competitive advantage in the job market. I graduated, I got my degree, but how many other kids out there have bachelor's degrees, especially in Seattle too, a very saturated market. Um, things look good for a little bit. Um, I had a little bit of experience that was related to marketing, but as far as finding something else, uh, now currently, there I'm sure you've probably heard about like the tech layoffs and everything. Um, you have these giants that used to be relatively safe uh, your Googles, your Microsofts, your Facebooks, your Amazons, who are cutting like 20 to 30% of some of their departments. And it's hard because you really need to have that A, experience, and B, credentials. So a master's degree uh, for internships, essentially. It's, it's very hard to compete in this field. So throughout that time, especially COVID, I found myself incredibly drawn to music. That was something that I thoroughly enjoyed before all this happened. And I think COVID stripped back a lot of the, uh, the layers of what my life was and kind of helped me see the things that were important. And I think I just fell in love with it just head first, started doing it as much as possible and uh, have been looking for ways to try to make that like a full-time endeavor or passion so i'm very grateful for the experiences that i've gained through my undergrad uh putting those into the real world trying to find full-time careers and positions having graduated during the time that i did has been a very humbling experience to put it politely but uh it kind of pushes me back towards the music um i feel like it's a job market that doesn't necessarily want me, uh, even though I feel like I did all the right steps to get there. You know, it feels like there was this dissonance almost. And with music, I just, I don't have that. I, I find the people that I've met through it, the, the networking, I mean, everybody's been fantastic. I enjoy doing it and it 
almost makes it hard to want to continue to to find something in a more corporate uh, career field. I hope that answers your question. I just kind of went on a tangent there. No, it's okay. It's okay. I actually want you to do it. I actually want you to go on tangents. It's it's weird. To, it's weird. I know, Perfect. but <laughs> that's what the conversation is for. I want you to be as open as open. You know, so you don't have to be sorry. I do. You know, I do actually appreciate you answering that. And I figured I asked because you have a degree. So, um, but of course. I, I don't envision you in corporate, actually. Like, this music thing really fits you. Like, it actually uh, fits you, actually. And I totally relate to that struggle during COVID. I mean, the podcast started in, in the peak of the pandemic, so you can imagine how crazy that <laughs> had to have been. I can only imagine. I mean, especially, you take a look at it. Like, uh, like I was saying, it kind of strips back all these other things where you're kind of forced to... And I know this sounds like a very privileged thing to say, but you're almost given the opportunity to kind of figure out what matters and what doesn't. I was fortunate to be in a position where uh, housing was covered. You know, I was back at my parents' house and I didn't really have to worry a ton about money during that time or job security. So I was lucky enough to be given the opportunity to be able to work on stuff like this, to start doing music, something I've always wanted to do, but always had some kind of excuse, as I'm sure you had with like the podcast where it's like time or, or money or logistics and all that. And I think for all the horrible that came out of COVID, I think there was a silver lining in the sense that at least I got a chance to explore that kind of uh, creative endeavor and being able to start making music led me to be able to work with somebody whom I've listened to since I was like a freshman in high school. And that was only after like six months of doing music. I got to talk to him. I got to produce a record with him. It was one of the coolest experiences I've ever gotten. And I genuinely don't know if that would have happened without, uh, without COVID. Definitely, definitely. And actually you hit the target when you said um, the silver lining, cause that's literally everybody, like everybody had to be creative. I mean, can have you seen all the new TikToks with all the cooking challenges and all the at at home things to do? Like, if if it wasn't for COVID, those wouldn't have happened. I mean, you have no idea. I've seen millions of at home things to do. Like, <laughs> I was even this. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I was even in the stage of life and I was experimenting in the kitchen with just random food, and I was just like googling on TikTok and just seeing what can be, what can you make with this and that, <laughs> like. <laughs> Did you ever go through like a bread making phase? Oh my god, I hated bread making. <laughs> That's all I saw on TikTok. I just never really got super into it. But I, I know a lot of people who are just trying to do that. Um, yeah, bread was the big one. And then Tiger King too. I, I had a buddy mention that a couple days ago. I was like, holy shit, I totally forgot about that. Me too, oh my god. Now you said it, I was like, oh my god, I actually remember that. <laughs> oh my god crazy i haven't had that forever like oh wow <laughs> um but you, you are right though i mean if it wasn't for covid i actually wouldn't have started this you know at all if it wasn't for covid or my ex or me getting sick i'm just kidding i wasn't sick but like me being quarantined like mm -hmm. you know definitely the silver lining and that's for everyone like the like the pandemic challenged us to be uh, more understanding and you know more 
I guess, again, more creative and, you know, just, you know, seeing, you know, that, seeing what the world is, the different views. 100%, yeah. But, yeah. Um, <clears throat> God, my throat's killing me. Um, now, another thing that I also wanted to talk about was the move you had. Uh, three years ago, um, you did move to Seattle, now you're 24, so how, uh, I need to rephrase this question, how is 24? You are halfway to being 30 and you graduated from college, so how is, how's where you, how is uh, where you live at right now and how is 24 going? And be honest, it's okay to be honest, there's a lot of 30 year olds watching, so it's, it's okay to be honest if you say it sucks because I'm pretty sure you can relate. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. I feel like it's uh, it happens fast, and I think there is just kind of like this wormhole that was 2020 through like 2022. It was kind of this blur of super fast, but also seemed to drag out really long. And you zoned out, close your eyes for a little bit. Next thing you know, you're you're 24 years old. You are living across the country. You are trying to start a career you're trying to network outside of it i mean a lot of my friends were from wisconsin uh some i keep in contact with pretty frequently through you know playing video games together or group chats and i think it's just it's nice to be able to be connected with those people in a sense i mean you are missing out on that uh in-person connection you can't really go out and you know hang out with each other in person which sucks but I think being able to remain connected more than we ever have throughout like human history is something that I'm forever grateful for, while also giving myself the ability to explore other areas. So I've been in Seattle since 2021. I actually moved here uh, the January 6th of 2021. Um, I always remember that because I think that was the uh, that was like when the insurrection happened. So I, I remember when I moved here and setting up in the the midst of covid trying to find jobs i was finishing up my last year too and i think the biggest reason biggest driving factor for me to come out here was just kind of cabin fever with covid um it was i love my parents to death i really do but i felt like i was just so eager to just take this next step this this post-college jump into the real world and Kind of just get my beak wet with all that stuff and really get a start on my mid to my mid 20s and i think through that frustration i didn't necessarily think it through um job prospects and trying to work while also taking classes it's it's a lot to juggle um it's certainly not the hardest thing in the world don't get me wrong but in a place where there is an abundance of opportunity covid seemed to kind of strip a lot of that back and i spent a lot of my time just studying at home in a 400 square foot apartment um for basically a price that i couldn't really afford so it ended up being 40 hours a week working on classes and then keeping up with music at this time i had a record that was coming out produced with uh this guy named jared evan who is an immaculately talented artist and if you haven't heard of him, I would highly, highly recommend uh, taking a look at some of his work. Um, someone I used to listen to in college, uh, I'm sorry, even back in high school, and 
he held this contest back in like 2020 where you could submit loops or anything really and if you won the contest you got to work together you got to produce a song it was a super cool opportunity and i submitted something which ended up getting picked and being able to produce this song with him and also market it during this time too so i was kind of juggling three things um and i think through doing those three things at a time promoting marketing producing a record with this guy who was my idol musically um it made it very apparent to see which one i really wanted to spend all my time doing well well congrats on the uh song though um and the art and the artist actually like i've heard of him a little bit i gotta go back actually i actually should go back and you know take a listen to it <laughs> i honestly do feel that a lot and, and I emphasize honesty a lot because a lot of people your same age watching and I <laughs> I kind of wanted them to like listen and be like, so, do y'all relate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a very, at least my experiences with graduating when I did and moving to a completely different place was uh, relatively unique. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are COVID grads too who can honestly relate to the the struggles and the the tribulations and all that. But I think a big part, of it, like you said, is just finding the silver lining, um, finding things that matter, and just consistently trying to be better than you were the day before. Definitely, definitely, and I push that a lot for people to always do better. And I'm getting sick of people calling whatever things are the best because they're wrong. And they always have that confused face, like, why aren't they the Why isn't that? And exactly, like, you just keep learning and improving, like, um, like, that kind of thing. So I just, for, for me, I, I just don't like the word the best or, like, the greatest because people are still learning. For sure. But very valid points made. Very valid points made indeed. Um, and I definitely want to get into now that you're an established artist, you know, you know, growing and developing yourself. Um, I definitely want to get into the positives and of course the downsides. So, what would say? What would you say would be the most positive impact or aspect of? being an artist and a producer, and what's the hardest, you know, challenges and aspects of growing your brand? Yeah, wow, so the, uh, I think, the positive first is, I started out with the production side of it. I'm, I'm not much of a singer, but I've been playing guitar since I was 12. So when it came, uh, like COVID time, I bought, uh, actually my mom, um, shout out to my mom, got me a, uh, an Akai MPK little like uh, MIDI keyboard, which all of the musical knowledge I had was from guitar. So I almost had to like reverse engineer it to figure out the piano. But once you do, all these kind of separate things start to kind of click together and being able to figure out the production side first, I'm able to mask some of the shortcomings in my vocals and my vocal performance. Um, the nice thing about it too is you have more control over what it is you're trying to convey and once you start you know obviously you practice more you get better at it you're able to 
showcase or exemplify certain things that you want to have in your music and it's more of a deeply personal connection it's highly individualized to uh, to yourself and then when it comes time for the lyrics and for uh, actually recording a vocal performance it's easier it kind of feels more natural and i think there's just more control over the entire process as for the downsides though I, it takes forever i mean a lot of the the work that i've done kind of comes from messing around trying to remember whatever it was getting it onto logic being able to manipulate it in ways that i can and just trying different things if this doesn't work all right i'll try something else or have a few core principles as like you know song structure song layout and all that but as far as just like experiment experiment as much as possible and that takes a long time especially if you're the one who is producing arranging mixing the beat uh writing lyrics to it recording uh mastering and then promoting it um it kind of goes against the short form content era that we're in today uh just based off of some of the work I've had both professionally and personally being able to take a look at analytics on short form content. You have anywhere from, I think it was 0.84 seconds to 1.2 seconds to really grab somebody's attention. And algorithms for TikTok, Instagram Reels, uh, YouTube Shorts, they all promote this uh, steady flow of short form content which is really hard to do when you're doing all of that yourself. Um, and I think trying to find creative ways to, I guess, satisfy the algorithm, but also stay true to uh, the unique creative aspects that you want to convey is, is a balancing act for sure. Definitely, definitely. Wow, you just hit hard with everything. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you are just like, like, brutally honest about your journey which i really do appreciate though to be honest it just hits me like i'm sorry y'all but it really hits me <laughs> like like and it's not like a hurt kind of hit like it's like an impactful hit it's like oh i actually get him now i appreciate it yeah i mean i think to be fully transparent on a lot of the stuff there's there's really no answers as to how to do it correctly a lot of it is figuring out what works by figuring out what doesn't um the amount of times that i've fucked up or kind of fallen flat on my face and just straight up failed uh it's very discouraging at first but you kind of learn to fall in love with the process of failure and it leads to other doors um i think it's great to kind of figure out what doesn't because once you start to figure out what does, uh, you keep trying, keep trying, and eventually you'll find more things that work, and it kind of feels like it all comes together a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. For sure, on that. Um, I'm just going to take a bit to just absorb what you just said. Um, <laughs> hey, no worries, man, no worries. While, I, uh, while I'm uh, observing... <laughs> Well, I'm just like taking this all in. Uh, we'll just make a segue into um, to what I also wanted to talk about was when did you realize that you actually wanted to, to, to do this seriously? Like when, like when was the moment when you realized that this is what I'm going to do? Like I'm going to be an artist, a producer, and this is 
a serious thing? Like, when did that come about? I think February 28th of 2021. Oh, dated? That specific date. What? Yep, specific date. Um, it was the night before, uh, I think it was a Thursday. Uh, New Music Friday, a lot of artists dropped there. And that's, uh, I worked with uh, the artist Jared Evan on a track called Moment, which was something that I had never been a part of an official release like this, let alone one of this like magnitude. And promoting it and getting like people excited for it like snapchat stories and uh instagram like really just like an all-out social media blitz for it and i'm technically not a very good like in the sense making like very good social media content at the time i wasn't very technical with it so this was just kind of like uh you know click the link in my bio to pre-save and all that stuff. And even just doing something simple as that, I mean, I went to the gym that night just to kind of like get my mind off of it. And as is a rush, it was just this can't sit still, like feeling in your chest that you can't really describe and getting comments from people and other artists that I've never heard of, uh, producers, fans of his music. And it was just like the most exhilarating feeling and when it finally dropped, I remember uh, seeing it on my phone and going to like the producer credits and, and seeing my name. And I just, I've never, you know, 24 years, never experienced a feeling like that before. And I kind of wanted, at that moment, it was like, I really, really want to do this for real. Um, again, it was just it's something that you really can't put into words. You just like felt it and, uh, forever grateful for the opportunity to get to work with him on that. I mean, that was really, uh, yeah, <laughs> indescribable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I want to also kind of highlight that for a moment that it actually came to you. I feel like a lot of people, uh, I feel like most artists, usually it comes to them. Like, whatever, you know, that, that they're actually taking seriously. Like, it actually, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it comes to them, like, you know, like when you were talking about it and that it was indescribable and that you just knew that's most artists, to be honest, that's most artists and content creators. It just comes to them. Even me, like this came to me, like nobody deeply thinks about being an artist unless it unless either they get forced into it or something happens in their mind where they like immediately think about it. It's usually always going to be a comes to you in some sort of, some sort of way. So, seem like to me it's like, well, okay. you know, I definitely feel that. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, it's not really like. I mean, creativity isn't a logical process. I mean, you are. I mean, creatives tend to be very emotionally people. We tend we tend to make decisions based off of our emotions, our ethos, and all that. And. I think there is way more payoff when it hits because it's just you're going off of this gut feeling. You don't really have the 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 statistics to back it up to to kind of quantify like I should be doing this because of X, you know, Y, Z, whatever it is. And I think yeah, when you take that gamble on something that you just feel it, it, it I feel like it hits a million times harder. Definitely, definitely. And I'm glad you said that because <laughs> again, that's how I felt. That. When it came to me, it hit. <laughs> like, 
Like, it really hits. So you, you are, like, checking off all the points. You are really spot on with everything. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Whew. And I definitely want to expand on to what you were talking about. Now, I wanted to pull in from earlier when you were talking about the effects of COVID while you were in college. So how did COVID mm. affect the music making process and did it? Yeah, so uh, kind of like I said before, COVID was something that was um, a way to kind of strip it back and take a look at things that were. And I mean, I wasn't working. My classes were, truth be told, kind of a joke. Uh, a lot of professors kind of gave up. We're very existential. Uh, you know, you'll get an A regardless. These are unprecedented times. Uh, you know, the whole spiel. So it was kind of like you just had to show up, listen to whatever they had to say. So I had all this free time, this this newfound free time. And I didn't really know how to channel it. And I'd play guitar since I was 12. One of my first jobs was like substituting for guitar teachers for like very basic students. But like um, the the theory behind it, the music theory was something that I wasn't all too familiar with. Like the concept of keys and scales were there, but how they all sort of played in this bigger picture that allowed you to kind of create music convey specific emotions all that stuff was something i wasn't super familiar with and i spent a lot of time watching artists like uh like aries and and break-ins who were uh huge inspirations and still are um watching how they were able to put together stuff create specific brands unique identities and all that and that was something that i wanted to be able to understand kind of how the uh how the sausage was made how to utilize specific like chord progressions and and scales and keys to be able to convey uh, feelings that I had. And one of the first loops that I put together, actually, I still have it on my computer because it's a nice, uh, it's a nice reminder. Um, was on GarageBand, which was the one I submitted to that uh, contest run by uh, run by Jared Evan, and it was enough for him to, you know, reach back out and say he wanted to use it for uh, for a song. And I think going back to the fundamentals and kind of building myself up again, kind of ground up was absolutely essential to my growth as a, uh, as a producer, uh, as an artist as a whole too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely can relate to you. Like that's also at the college. A lot of professors actually gave up. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but the impact, wow, that was such a huge impact. I haven't gone through that yet, but even from just hearing it, it's like, whoa, okay. You definitely have gone through a lot during COVID. <laughs> you definitely were hit very hard. <laughs> I feel you. Well, I think a lot of people had very extreme reactions, you know, on either end of the spectrum. It was completely devastating or they were able to really like thrive during it. And again, I know it's a very privileged thing to say, but given the specific like circumstances that I had during that time. I'm very blessed to be able to say that I had the opportunity to kind of thrive during it. Um, musically, uh, just kind of staying organized and all that. I tend to be a very type B person and things can get pretty, uh, you know, scrambled. I'll tend to not be very good at keeping schedule and all that, but uh, with fewer things to keep track of, it kind of stripped it down to almost like its most rudimentary levels to be able to kind of track stuff and like, okay, maybe this isn't too hard. I kind of, you know, got my feet wet through through some of this and 
as things kind of open back up, it's like, oh, I've been learning how to do this on a much smaller scale, and now I'm able to use it for uh, much larger things. So again, yeah, something I'm just grateful for the opportunity for. Oh, yeah. That's also a nice plus, too. Like, as soon as things started opening up, it kind of felt weird to just go back to the way things was, because, like, you learned a lot when you were, like, in, like locked up, so you, so you can use that. Like, you can use that now with things, like, the things open up. So, it's... That's also something I did see a trend of people using, you know, what they learned to... Like make businesses and to thrive in their own content like <laughs> absolutely yeah like I said, even with this podcast too uh you taking the time especially during like the height of it to take your vision and and execute it i feel like is something to be proud of in and of itself i mean that's if anybody is able to take something in their head and sort of actualize it that's you know, a massive, massive achievement. So, I mean, congratulations on everything that you've built. And, uh, you know, here's the hoping as to where you're going to go. Thank you. Thank you. And same to you. Um, you know what? We'll just pretend. I'll just pretend to have a beer. Um, I'll just pretend I have one. Um, I want to also say cheers, too, to your career, to everything that's coming, to literally every single thing that will happen to you and you know to to living and you know cheers to you being almost halfway to 30. clink <laughs> cheers <laughs> uh, i really need to get a sound effects guy um but anyway um besides that uh another thing that i wanted to ask about and i know you're gonna have fun answering this because everyone does <laughs> but all right. I definitely want to ask about your process when it comes to actually making songs, making beats. So I definitely want to know, and, I, and don't sugarcoat anything, I want to know everything. Your equipment, the writing process, the, the software you use. I want to know the entire, entire process when it comes to making and producing and publishing your work of art online. Hit it. Absolutely. And it's cool because I feel like I only have a few people that I can just absolutely like nerd out about this stuff over. So I will, uh, you know, I, I won't sugarcoat it. I'll give you the unfiltered um, details on all that. Um, I find it just like super fascinating when I hear other people describe it too. So uh, the process is pretty simple. Um, I start predominantly with guitar. That's kind of the meat and potatoes of my. Uh, artistic uh that's the foundation for a lot of stuff that i use production wise it's the easiest thing for me uh with the piano i feel like i always have to reverse engineer stuff like that uh okay so it's these notes on the guitar i have to play this on the piano i like pianos i like pads i like all that stuff for atmosphere but for leads i really like it to be guitar focused um i have an acoustic uh, i got a taylor acoustic with uh a cheap little squire uh Telecaster body from Guitar Center. They're like 200 bucks. And the gear I have uh, to this day is an uh, Audio Technica AT2020 mic, uh, what I'm talking about right now. So the it's a relatively cheap model. I think at like one, 130, give or take. Um, 
run through a Focusrite Scarlet Solo third generation audio interface. And then the computer I have is a M1 MacBook uh, 2020 14 inch model. Uh, before that, I had a 2012 MacBook Air, which was just slower than a dinosaur. It was ridiculous. Uh, with this upgrade, I run everything through Logic. I started out on GarageBand, which was cool to kind of get uh, familiar with that audio interface with that DAW, kind of figure out how uh, how things worked. And then upgrading to Logic was something I did in August of 2021 and really got a chance. I mean, I had, I had the free trial for 90 days and then I got a new account and got like another 90 day free trial. And by the time like 180 days were up, I was like, I'll just screw it. I'll pay 300 bucks for the, the whole suite or whatever. So that included like Final Cut Pro, uh, which is kind of like a beefed up version of iMovie uh, Motion, which is kind of like for graphics and, and 3D stuff. And then I haven't yet used, I think it's called Main Stage, which is for like live performances, but everything I run through Logic. And with this gear, I start out usually with some kind of guitar uh, riff or chord progression or something that serves as the backbone for a track. Uh, a lot of inspiration kind of comes from just like, <laughs> sounds crazy, but just like whistling, you know, in your car or singing just like random, random shit. I mean, I don't really listen to the radio when I drive. I would play like loops from shit that I recorded. So I'd plug my phone in and just play like these 30 second loops on like repeat and like kind of hum along. Maybe snap at like weird points, but this is just the, the loop. No, uh, no drums, no anything really it's very bare bones and once i kind of find those melodies or something to go on top of it i'll go back in i'll you know play something on the uh the akai uh keyboard and the best thing about it is you can like the versatility of it so a lot of vsts are uh, like like virtual instruments that i use are the ana2 which is through Slate Digital's like subscription service. And they have a ton of stuff for like EDM and uh, almost like this weird like ambient stuff. Um, the other one I use a lot is Serum, which learning synthesis was just like another uh, completely different like can of worms. But after playing around with it and watching just like countless, countless YouTube videos, you're able to kind of shape it into the sound that you're looking for. So with those two main ones, I feel like serve as uh keys pads synths strings 808s especially in serum um i think are a great foundation and then splice is an absolute must for any other artist out there it's 4.99 and they also have a rent to own option for serum which i think is an additional like 4.99 but you pay for i think it's like 20 months and then once that's done you own serum and then it's just back to the regular like 4.99 or whatever the the price is and you'll have it there. It's an absolute must for artists who are looking to uh, kind of upgrade their sound and learn more about synthesis. Uh, absolutely just like a game changer for me. So once I have all that stuff on there, figuring out rhythms, I'll usually just drag in a random kick or snare to kind of get the, the timing right for it in Logic. And I like to set up whatever like the rhythm is immediately like quantize it so if it's a snare and it's like 160 beats per minute i'll throw it on like the twos and fours just to have like a a rhythm to it on top of the the guitar 
add the kicks, kind of mess around with patterns right there. And once I have that, it's how do you flush it out? How do you make this like expand a little bit? How do you give it more width? And for guitars, I really love doing this. This is like my favorite thing to do to give it a little more space when you're listening to it in headphones is take the guitar, chord progression, track it, pan it all the way to the left, track the same progression again, pan it all the way to the right, and then it gives you this really wide, like spacious area for it that doesn't take up much of the low end or the mid from the uh, from the drums. So that kick still hits hard, snare still hit really hard, and the guitars are very prominent. And instead of being in the middle and kind of muddying up the mix, they're a super wide stereo effect, giving you a lot more space. And I think as a producer, you want to take those ideas and make them as big as possible. How do you make this, you know, it could be tracking multiple things over and over again. How do you give it more space? And the more that you kind of build off this, the more you expand. Try to keep it simple. So tracking the same thing on guitar over and over again, um, maybe with different uh, tones or cut. Maybe I'll have different plugins on there, but it's the same stuff. It creates a new sound while also expanding on it. I think if you have like multiple different melodies, it gets really complicated, but if you're playing the same things on, um, say you have a riff on the guitar that you think sounds really good, but it sounds a little thin, I would play maybe the same notes, the same pattern and everything on like a VST through ANA2 or something like that. And it wouldn't sound strictly like guitar, but also wouldn't strictly sound like a synth. And I think putting those together gives it a very unique sound. And a lot of that is just like messing around too, throwing random plugins on there. Uh, I love like Sound Toys plugins. If you're able to swing the Sound Toys 5 bundle, I think it's an absolute uh, game changer, especially with their Decapitator plugin uh, on guitar, uh, on really anything. It just kind of beefs it up, gives it some really warm analog saturation. Um, and then from there, it's seeing what goes good for a chorus, what goes good for a verse, and all that. Or sometimes you can just say, fuck it, and ditch traditional song structure. Find something that works for you, and go from there. Uh, the nice thing about making music and all this stuff, I mean, there's really no wrong way to do it. There are rules, there are suggestions, but, I mean, have fun. Go out there and just mess around. Watch YouTube videos for specific things. Uh, I can't really recommend that enough, but... At the end of the day, if you keep working at it, if you keep learning more, trying new things, you're going to strike gold more than once. And I think uh, consistency is key. Just keep doing it, keep at it, and before you know it, it'll feel uh, it'll feel a little bit easier. Definitely, definitely. A special highlight to consistency. That's the word for the day: consistency. <laughs> Ironically, I just listened to a song called Cons I was I listened to a song called Consistency two hours ago. So how ironic is that? <laughs> um, I know, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But thank you for being so intricate with that um, analysis of your production. That was <laughs> that was actually really amazing. It's it's rare for people to just nerd out and just. You know, be honest about the production. So, thanks for that. You are definitely, this is definitely going better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really want to sound too, like, ranty or just, like, 
crazy about all that stuff. Hopefully it was like coherent enough for those who are interested to kind of pick apart pieces that are, are absolutely absolutely it's like every every time you're talking it it hacks me like like i wish we were closer like i wish i wish the states were kind of closer we gotta it. hang out or something because <laughs> imagine what you're like in real life <laughs> Hey, if you're ever if you're ever in Washington, man, hit me up. oh my god, I'm hoping that this will go off soon because I want a tour. I actually want to do a real tour. It'd be a great way to get in front of other people, uh, kind of get their voices out oh, yeah, there too, as definitely. well as yours. Like I have a whole dream set up. I just I have a I want to get a tour bus. I want to <laughs> splurge. I want to. <laughs> Uh, I want to see everyone like that I ever had, so that will be a, that will be a state that I will definitely like stop by in, and <laughs> I'll just make sure to surprise you because I'll be like, hey, remember me? <laughs> That'd be sweet. That'd be awesome. Um, but that's just a broad idea. But anyway, um, but yeah, that that was such an important question to kind of really ask about. Now, I wanted to also touch base on this, actually, and which is, what can we look forward to in the future from you? Um, because this will be released months later, and I want the, I want the fans to know that you're going to be still going to be active. So, um, what do you have coming in, uh, in the near future, in the next few months? You know, what do you got planned? Um, you know, what, what's coming? Of course, yeah. So I have a lot in the works. Uh, the biggest thing is uh, independent work. Uh, my actual ground control music is something that I'm looking forward to sharing. I'm sitting on hundreds of demos, and that's not an exaggeration, different versions and all that. Uh, three, I'm really hoping to release within the next couple of months. Uh, one of them is a track called Golden Blue. The other one is called Aurora Borealis. And the other one is called Come My Way. And I'm really proud of these three in particular. These have been, Aurora Borealis has been literally years in the making. So being able to be at a point where I'm comfortable enough as a, as a producer, as a, as a mix engineer, and as, as an artist to be able to take the song to where I think it needs to go. Um, a year ago, I just knew it would take more time. So to be able to be at those points right now and putting the finishing touches on them, are going to be great so i'm going uh tomorrow actually to my buddy's studio and recording the, the the final vocals over a few of them mix it master it hopefully in the next couple months i'll get those to you guys monthly we're looking at uh mini sample packs uh each volume is going to be each month so if you're subscribed on patreon for five dollars you will get access to all of that stuff uh a lot of guitar loops drum loops you name it. Uh, I'm going to keep doing that every single month. And then for those who are artists, I don't want to lean too heavy on just the producers. I want to give something to the artists as well. So beat tapes are going to be available through there uh, a lot earlier than the uh, the public. I'll post them all on YouTube and stuff like that too. But uh, you'll get priority leasing options too through BeatStars as well. If there's something you like, you can kind of jump out of it before anybody else. And what I'm trying to do here by having this Patreon is build a bit of a community too. I know when I was starting out, 
it was incredibly difficult to find like help for specific things or how to do this or how to do that. And I think now I feel like I'm at a point where I would have been able to tell my, you know, self a year ago, these are the specific things that you can do for that. And I kind of want to pay it forward too. I know a ton of artists who are, uh, kind of at a crossroads when it comes to how to do certain things uh, maybe it's not explicitly clear and i would just love nothing more than to get back to it um with the name being ground control i do want to help others uh shoot for the stars as corny as that might sound but i really do um helping others has kind of been a big part that goes hand in hand with this music thing so as much as there is a focus on independent uh releases from myself coming up i also want to focus on the production aspect the kits, the beat packs, the samples, and essentially this community to help others do what they're trying wow. to do as well. Oh, that sure is a lot in the next few months. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I've been sitting on some of these for a while, so to be able to put them out there is going to be. Oh, uh, I bet, I bet for sure. Yeah, you know, long time coming. I bet. <laughs> I'm actually kind of living your life a little bit with the releases and all. Um, so I relate to that very much. I got a few things in the works myself, so, so I can definitely relate to, you know, being excited to actually release something that you've been working on for a while. Especially, like, having a content schedule, too, is very difficult, because... I know, like anything else, you I mean you probably get inspiration on something. You want to do this like really bad. You want to get this out there, but it's like it, it makes sense to to follow, like stick to the schedule too, and not like rush things either. And it's you don't want to have a subpar product. You want to give uh, everybody else, you know, the best that you're able to offer, and yourself too. I mean, I've put out uh, a song that was my first one that I just kind of took down recently. I just like. I didn't feel like that was representative of what I could do and what my skill set was. So I, I, I get it. It's just, it's very hard to stick to a content schedule without getting like yeah, super excited about totally the next thing. Fair. That's why I don't have like a lengthy schedule. I feel like, I feel like, I, I feel like you shouldn't really have a lengthy, you know, schedule of everything planned out for next month. Like, it's nice to plan stuff, but how, like, getting surprised if it doesn't work out and like rescheduling and all that, like, you know, it, it's nice to get a little surprise mm -hmm. in that and actually getting excited. If everyone planned out, I mean, we would never really be excited. I mean, I, I, I guess for me, I wouldn't be excited if I just planned out everything. It takes the fun. At least for me, it does. You got to plan for the surprises, but uh, also take for, uh, you know, kind of take it as it comes to. Uh, if you're trying to grow a brand, it's important to have a schedule, but at the same time, it's human nature. You can't control everything, and I think those things that come uh, that you don't expect, you have to appreciate 100%. them just as much. 100%. Couldn't say it better myself. Couldn't <laughs> say it better myself. Um, <laughs> also, I want to say congrats, too. What I didn't know is you were featured on a playlist from Wisconsin, Wisconsin Hip Hop. I know it was months ago, but I still gotta say congrats. That's really, that's fire. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was a song that I was incredibly proud of. It's called uh, Bottom Out, and it was, uh, I started writing it and recording it um, after I lost my job uh, due to the, the cuts in Seattle. 
and it was a, a really hard pill to swallow and I kind of threw myself 100% at this music stuff and the subject matter isn't necessarily indicative of where I'm at now but I think a snapshot of kind of that mental headspace I was in uh, having just lost my job was uh, incredibly difficult and the strain it put on friendships and, and relationships and I think this was my way of kind of channeling that emotionally into a, into a track. Um, I did the music video for it too. Um, it's a lyric video more than anything, but all the shots were uh, in Hawaii for a vacation I took and it was uh, edited. This is my first time doing anything like that. So being able to produce the song, mix it, master it, record it, uh, edit it, promote it, and then once that was kind of out in the ether to be able to like shoot for a music video and lyric video, I guess to color grade color, correct, uh, edit that. And then like post it has been something that's just like, I don't care if this gets two views or, you know, anything like that. It just, it felt good to be able to say that I did literally everything myself. And if, like I said, if it doesn't get anything, I'm not, I'm not mad about it because it was a good learning experience and throughout the process of trying to promote that song I started out with only like 15 followers so the Wisconsin hip-hop placement was massive I got to connect with a bunch of talented local Wisconsin uh, hip-hop artists a lot of them based out in Milwaukee and uh, I just want to give a shout out to one of the dudes on there uh, actually two of the guys uh, Lavish Liam who uh, he was actually my college roommate for uh, for the first semester, um, the dude's doing things in uh, Wisconsin right now. That's uh, going to be huge. And then the other guy's name is Zazu, unorthodox, super nice guy. He's been a supporter since day one, and uh, this dude is pretty talented too. He's a producer and artist as well. So being able to meet with those guys has been, uh, or with lavishly, I'm a chance to kind of reconnect with somebody. But uh, a, a great experience I'm and opportunity all around. And I. I am, I'm even more happy that you don't care about statistics. And I love that you just put out music because you love it and you enjoy it. And I love, and I love that for sure. You know, I, I can't stand people who are just so much into, into stats and, and, you know, trying to be successful. Like you doing this, like you enjoy it. And that's something, you know, that's, you know, even more, you know, incredible. You know, so thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, it, it is it is a hard line to toe because you do want to reach more people. So you have to try to think of like brand growth and, and all that stuff. You have to kind of set like some KPIs to try to hit. But at the end of the day, you're doing it because you love it. I'm you're not a businessman. You're not really an entrepreneur who makes music. And I think at this stage and for a lot of small artists you have to wear all of those hats to be able to promote your music to be able to focus on statistics uh seo all that stuff i mean you're fighting for the shortest attention spans in history right now and it's it's an incredibly hard process but i think at the end of the day you just have to take a step back sometimes and be like i made this you know i'm proud of it i made it it's out there i did it and I think sometimes for someone like myself who is trying to grow an audience, it's really hard to not 
think about like the metrics and all that without kind of getting bogged down, but you'll drive yourself crazy 100% if you focus too much on and that stuff. I I hate to comment but you are you are too right like that like see I can't even comment those are really strong points like guys that's how you say strong points like like when you were talking about those um like those are not only valid but they're right and I have proof I've actually seen you know people freak out when they don't get the results they want and I and and as much as you know I feel sorry for them I honestly don't like you know at the same time it's like why do you care like you should be making art because you want to not because you're trying to like, get proper or anything Yeah, 100%. I think some people get into this kind of thing purely for the goal of monetization, but I think on the other hand, it, it's a It can be a fine line, I guess, when you're thinking of this. But uh, on the other side of that, you have people who are very passionate about what they do that to be able to continue to do that or to kind of get their vision out there more, it requires monetization from it. And it's like, I think the, the causation is what should be focused on. Um, are you in it for the money or are you in it for like the love of doing what you want to do, but need the money to keep doing No, that, if that definitely, makes any definitely. sense? And I feel that. Oh, sorry. Then I, oh, I was gonna say I, I know a lot of talented people who are just don't have the the outreach or the financial means to um, kind of continue what they're doing. Who are trying to profit off of the work that they do, and I think artists should get paid. Obviously, I think artists should profit off what they do a little bit more. Um, but there's just this learn not learning curve, but almost this hump before you get in. You're able to. generate revenue off of songs that are out there uh for producers you have options like you know sample pack uh beat tapes all that stuff and it's like once you start establishing that it takes a long time for really any payoff um you have to be doing it because you love it and the money will come eventually it's just to be able to get to that point is where it kind of weeds people out i think like are you really really passionate about this or is this something you're trying to do for a quick buck because if you're in it for a quick buck you're gonna have a bad time i mean it's not gonna reward somebody who's trying to um yeah just get in real quick make a little bit of cash off it because that's just not how the industry works Yeah, yeah, and I can definitely, I can definitely see now why you've earned that degree. You definitely know the ins and outs of business. I definitely see you as a CEO someday, and I hope you do not forget me when you become CEO. Like I hope you still like remember this moment because I want to visit you in New York in your brand new CEO office and be like, remember when we were talking like this? Remember that we had the conversation. <laughs> I would lose my mind if I was a CEO in New York. It's too much stress. <laughs> Way too much. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, that's the downside, but we, I would get to see your office and you'd be really successful. I mean, not saying like you're not, you know what, I have lost my, my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... It's all good, man. No, I think... Uh...
I think when you're doing this as an artist or a producer or uh, any creative in general, you have to familiarize yourself with the certain business aspects of it. Um, I'm still learning, obviously, and truth be told, my degree has absolutely, I don't want to say absolutely none, but very, very little uh, weight in what I guess I'm doing now. I mean, there are some principles that are like transferable and whatnot, but largely going to a four-year university and getting a degree in this, it just, there's not a ton of correlation. And I don't want people to kind of get the wrong impression that, you know, having gone through an undergraduate program like that, that I would have a lot more business insight as to how this works, because truth be told, it's, it's, it's really not that uh, similar. Yeah, in, in any sense. I do see where the line falls on that. I do. Um, yeah. Um, God, my throat is killing me. Um, but yes, you do make very, very strong points. And sorry for being so broad. It's just, it's a lot to take in. I don't usually get to interview nerds, so you know, if if I if I had more, like I would know what to say. I <laughs> All just, good, man. All I, good. I really don't know. <laughs> Um, like, I apologize for, like, of the course. broad statements, but really, like, I've done my research, I actually got this packed in, it's just, <laughs> it's hard to respond, so. All good, hey, maybe we that. can set up I a second one sometime in the future. I definitely, definitely, that will definitely be happening. <laughs> no question. But, uh, what was I saying? Anyway, um, <laughs> the last thing that I think the fans will love would be some advice. Now, I know you've given a lot of advice during this, but what would you say to any anybody who's coming up, who's a producer, a mix engineer, or an artist coming up? What would you tell them? Oh my god, just do it. I mean you have to understand that your first like 50 100 songs are going to be terrible and you can hold on to those as long as you want but it's not until you start putting them out there that you're going to get real world feedback or maybe you'll just get this gut feeling that oh my god i can do better this doesn't need to be out there and i think that's kind of a good like litmus test for where you're at and where you need to be uh keep doing it keep making it i think inspiration is super super important for finding unique ideas but that consistency that we were talking about to be able to do that uh, if not every single day to be able to do it a certain amount of times a day maybe you set like an hour to to do this to just kind of fuck around uh playing around's important it helps you experiment with new ideas and just keep doing it you're not going to get better unless you just consistently do it you'll figure out more things you'll figure out things that you don't even think were things you needed to know but now that you know them you'd be like i don't know how i did it before youtube videos are absolutely you know lifesavers i feel like i learned how to produce like five percent from like messing around on my own and like 95 percent from like youtube videos and you just have to try to be able to copy what they do and throughout that entire process you will find your voice you'll find your style you'll find your niche it comes to you you just have to be willing to work at it and 
kind of forget the financial aspect of it. Um, just keep doing it. Understand you're going to suck for a while. And there will be a day where you'll wake up and you'll realize that maybe you don't suck. And I'm starting to realize that a little bit uh, all the time and effort you put into it. I know there's that phrase with like 10,000 hours you become a master at something, but uh, there are levels to it too. Say you put for, you know, completely arbitrarily put like 2,000 hours in something. You'll go from like a beginner to a novice and it's those steps that are just so unbelievably rewarding. And throughout this, you'll network with other people, get a chance to talk to them, figure out what they do and truly just immerse yourself in this um, i know that's not really one specific piece of advice but if i had to boil it down i'd say try new things watch youtube videos network and just keep doing it regardless of what it is just keep doing it familiarize yourself 100 and to be honest, I was expecting that so much advice. I was expecting that. So, I was, so that's why I had the question, like, just say whatever advice comes to your mind. So <laughs> you hit the mark. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like part of that was, you know, me talking to myself a little bit, too. Obviously, I'm nowhere near the point that I want to be, but uh, it's... You just got to be consistent, even on the days where you don't feel like doing Definitely. it. Definitely. That's kind of what separates people. Definitely. For sure. Um, well, let me just be the first to just say how amazed I am. Do this. Um, again, I'm sorry for being late, but <laughs> I really enjoyed this, to be honest. This was really, really fun. I really had an amazing conversation with you. I have learned so much about you and you know i'm really really happy that i got to do this so thank you so much that's all good um yeah i appreciate you having me on here i appreciate you reaching out and uh thank you for this uh insightful conversation i had a blast talking to you and getting a chance to nerd out a little bit definitely so I, and I, I really appreciate and one of the other reasons is because you do have a small following and i want to fix that like you are such an incredible artist like you deserve more exposure so i definitely want you to have more exposure because i do care about you and i do want you know the best for you so i want you to have all those resources and opportunities I appreciate it, man. Yeah, <laughs> onward and upward for the both of us. Well, you just got you just got me thinking of a title to call this podcast: "Ground Control Support Up on Up and Onward." Oh yes, let me just put in my notes. <laughs> there you go. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy how inspiration strikes sometimes. It's just the weirdest moments. It's like yeah, if you don't sure, write it down, you sure. might lose it. <laughs> I'm gonna put my notes right now, actually. Um, let's see. Ground control. Support. <laughs> up and onward. I like the name. I'll revamp it later. Uh, anyway, um, face the attention of them watching. Thank you all so much for watching our, our amazing, extensive interview. Um, <laughs> 
I have put some links down below to check out Ground Control. Um, I hope you all enjoyed this as much as I did. Um, and trust me, there'll be more music on the way. And make sure y'all to really, you know, buy up the Patreon and, you know, get those sample packs. I mean, trust me, y'all are going, like, I haven't done it. And I have my, I have my excuses why I, I haven't. But y'all need to go on Patreon. And y'all need to get those sample packs. Y'all need to support <laughs> this man because he's amazing and y'all should. Like... Basically, at this point, it's your civil duty to support musicians, so. <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I really hope you all learned something and really took in what we talked about. Um, back very, very soon. So until then, uh, I hope you all have the great rest. <laughs> I can't talk. I hope that you all have a great rest of your night and enjoy the rest of your day. And... Thank you again all for watching and check out the links below and you know keep on smart musicians don't do anything dumb don't smoke drink occasionally and remember have sex once a week really have sex once a month <laughs> yeah once a month anyway um i'll catch y'all later and peace out bye